1: Thank you, Jesus. Last night we had a good night. We had about 95 people who came to praise the Lord. And you know what? That's exactly what we did. We praised the Lord until the spirit of worship came, and after that the glory came. So many people were healed last night because Jesus is a doctor, Dr. Jesus. We just don't remember that. When we talk about healing, that doesn't mean we don't go to the doctors. We need to test out our healing, like the lady who had the tumor under her chin. She went to the doctor and the doctor says, you have no tumor, what are you here for? She says, I was healed. I don't think he believed her, but that's just the way it is. We've all been graduated from the school of unbelief, unfortunately. I always thought that I wanted to go to one of these holy shrines where people got healed. And I thought to myself, even as a child, why doesn't it happen in our churches? We have the same Jesus in the tabernacle. Why aren't people healed? We have, people need to expect healing, need to preach about it, need to witness when God heals people. Well I'm looking today, Anthony
2: talk about last night. (laughs) It was powerful, you know, Father Tom, he he was just praising the Lord, he was leading us all in worship. And even on Father Tom's life, it's just we're experiencing more and more of God's power, more and more of his fulfillment. You know, the, the glory draw people were healed. There was one man who gave a testimony actually, and this just shows the mighty, mighty power of the Lord that when me and father Tom were doing a radio crusade, him and his girlfriend were watching and he told us when we released healing over the, over the crusade, his girlfriend began to throw up and receive deliverance. And he said that she had received deliverance from a lot of things and felt completely better for over a month just from watching, just from watching and listening to the word of God preached over the computer. So we're just believing, Lord, that you just, that same experience where all your children, that even today, you're going to release healing in the miracle power of the Lord. I'm reading from luke 19
1: verse 41 as he came near and saw the city that's jerusalem he wept over it saying if you even you had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace but now they are hidden from your eyes Indeed, the days will come come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, and you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from god it talks about the disaster that took place in jerusalem in the year 70 by the romans not one stone upon another you know i want to tell you we need to be righteous in christ we need to be holy in christ because if not and we're playing around with sin we can expect bad things to happen now i know that you can go to confession, that's wonderful. But people that are into sin are heaping down coals upon their heads. It's time for us to be righteous in Christ. It's time for us to love God. It's time for us to weep over what's happening in the world. Oh, yes to weep over what's happening in the Ukraine, to weep what's happening in the United States. I tell you, someone, Father Joseph was reading this morning the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I said to him, you know, we learned that, uh, that Psalm, we memorized it in public schools, but no more. You cannot mention the name of Jesus. You can say... I am a boy, but I really feel like a girl, and I'm going to get fixed for it. That's very sick. Very sick. And who talks about it? Who talks about it? How can a six-year-old person make a statement like that? We're all so fickle. We're all so fickle. It's ridiculous. And yet, the world says this is fine, Uh, let's make her a girl, I tell you, God is not pleased with what's happening in the United States of America. God is looking for us to repent, to repent and to do the will of God, to repent. Not one stone will be left upon another. Why? They fail to realize the visitation of God in Jesus Christ. He is that visitation, and they failed to realize it, and so their temple was destroyed, completely destroyed,
2: for the lack of faith that they had. Yeah, we don't want to be injecting our kids with hormones (laughs) or any of that, but we want to walk in righteousness. You know, in Proverbs it tells us, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. So if we want to be a, if we want to be close to the Lord and we want to make a difference in this world, we need to walk in uprightness and part of walking uprightness is walking in justice and walking in what's right, right? Not by human standards, but right by the Lord, you know, to tell a child or anyone that when the Lord made them, they made a mistake. It's so offensive to the Lord, but it's so hurtful to the child. You think you might be helping someone. But guess what? The Lord doesn't make mistakes. He makes everyone in perfection. It's only our human nature that's fallen and gets us confused. But we want to walk in the spirit, not in our mind. You know, we know, we know from the word of God who controls the spirit of this world. That's why it's just so important. It's so important that we get filled with truth because only the truth can set us free. There's no love without truth. I think it's very important to understand that humans did not create love. Humans was given love by God and more than that, God is love. So because God is love, we don't get to define what love is. We don't get to define what love is because love is God and God, God has shown us what love is. God is righteousness. So we don't get to make up what is right. We receive righteousness from the Lord and life is very simple. We just need to come into alignment with his decrees come in alignment with his words. Then we can walk in the righteousness of Lord. We can walk in peace. We can walk in tranquility. You know, all suffering in this world and in our lives comes from us wanting to do our own will from us wanting to us falling into our own nature instead of walking in the nature of God, how do we know something from God? Because when we're in God, there's peace, there's joy, there's love. When you feel anxiety, pain, struggle, it means you're not operating within, within the, within God in the river of life. It means you're operating either outside of God by operating out of your own mind, or you're operating out of the mind of the enemy. So this is just important for discernment. How did God show his love? He sent his only begotten son
1: for us, who died on a cross, who was buried and rose from the dead. That's how God shows his love for us, that Jesus gave his life for you and for me. Oh yes, how we need to preach the cross. I've often said, we cannot out-preach the cross. It is the love of God poured out for us who are sinners, who makes us righteous by his cross, death, and resurrection. He makes us righteous by the blood he shed for us and for the world. Do you know that the blood was shed for you? Oh yes, the blood was shed for you. We're in Lent and we talk about the cross during Lent more than any other time. But I preach about the cross every time that I preach uh, at church because this is God's love. And do you know, it's not the dead Jesus who said it is finished. It was the living Jesus who said it is finished. He drank the drugs. Of all sinful stuff, all sinfulness, he drank the dregs of all sinfulness, so that we might be set free by his passion, death, and resurrection. Oh yes, Jesus was a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice, a living sacrifice. It is finished. What does that mean? That he says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men, women, to myself. He drew every one of us, you and me, to himself on the cross. When he had finally taken the last person into his heart, he said, it is finished. And we preach the finished work of Christ who died on the cross, who was buried and who rose from the dead. Do you know it was done for you? I remember pointing a finger at the cynical, at a lady, but I don't remember anything happening. She came to me the next week and said, what did you have in your index finger? I had no idea what she was talking about. This is a, a lady who's very, very upright and beautiful. Uh, I said, what did I have in my finger? I have no idea. She said, you pointed at me and said, Jesus loves you and the power of God came through me." So, this is what happens. I had no idea that my finger brought her into the power of God, but she knew that Jesus gave his life for her. Oh yes, she was a nurse, a wonderful lady, upright, beautiful, and God touched her that night. She would never be the same. What about Father Matt's aunt, Kathy? And we pray for Kathy right now that you would deliver her from the cancer in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. Deliver Kathy. I had just finished a homily that lasted an hour uh, and mass was over. But I decided to go downstairs near the piano and pray with people because the power of God was on me. Well, Kathy was in that circle. I never even touched her, I just looked at her, and she went flying. But today, we want the flying to be a healing of cancer in the name of Jesus. Father Matt said she's never been the same since that day. She always loved the Lord, but something happened that day, the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised, It is better for you that I go away. If I do not go away, I will not send the Spirit. It is better for you that I go away. The disciples were sad when he said that. But you know what? He sent the Holy Spirit to those who believe. And we have the power of God. That's why healing takes place. We have the power of God living in us. Christ Jesus, the hope of glory, living in us, living in our hearts. Maybe today you have a broken heart. Why don't you go to Jesus and say, I need you to fix me, Lord. My heart is broken. I've been deceived. I've been hurt. I've been jilted. Go to Jesus today and give him your broken heart. He is a
2: mender of broken hearts. So, Jesus, we just pray and close everyone's heart within your sacred heart. Mary, take every human heart and put it within your immaculate heart. We want to love as you love and see as you see. You know, and we truly understand our hearts are... Healed, When we understand the cross, we praise and worship the resurrection. God is so good and he's risen, but all the power and all the love of Jesus is poured out on the cross. Upon looking at the crucifix, Jesus didn't need. He could have given us salvation any way he wanted. He could have stopped it at any time. But the crucifix is love poured out for you because he loves you so much. And you know, it said there's no love without suffering. And sometimes even when we suffer, it's to take us into a deeper, deeper place of love with the Lord to experience some of the pains he experienced on this earth. The Lord wants me to talk to uh, to you about anxiety. So everything that happens in this world is an act of love of God. Even even going through anxiety because sometimes anxiety shows us that maybe we're not trusting in God as we should. We're operating outside the realm of the Lord in our own self. That we need to surrender to the Lord because when we're within Jesus and within his wounds there is only peace, there's only love, there's only trust. So God is so good that he'll use the anxiety or pain to draw you closer to him. Whatever you're feeling anxiety about, that's because Jesus wants you to surrender that to him. And upon surrendering it to him and trusting him fully, all of a sudden he takes you to a place. Jesus is glorifying himself through you in this peace. Why could Father Tom look at Father Matthew's on and she fall in the spirit and be changed forever because jesus is carrying out his ministry through father tom jesus is alive today through you and every grace in heaven is above you but the amount we receive is the amount we are given over to the spirit you know are you wide open is your heart wide open to jesus and everything there is or is it only a little open and you know the further we open for the love of God the more Jesus can live through you and the more the love of God can flood you father we pray right now to pour out the spirit on the love of the father to just give everyone the revelation of how good a father you have in heaven Jesus that father you're a loving father that you can be trusted and love. We break every spirit right now in Jesus name of despair. We ask for just total healing and restoration in the lives of every listener. The Lord is telling you you have been chosen and I'm and I'm speaking to you specifically every day that every day I have more for you, that I have a realm of love that's unsurpassed by anything you've ever experienced. Every day I have a deeper encounter for you. Every day I want to fill you to overflow with my love and the gifts of the spirit and my Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. So as I pour forth my Holy Spirit upon you and in you as I am now, Comes the light of God, and the light of God dries out every darkness within you. The truth of the Holy Spirit breaks every lie and deception within you, and it gives you freedom. Sometimes what we need is the light of Christ, because when that light of Christ is pouring forth from heaven, the DNA of heaven comes forth upon us. We we start to live in divinity. You can start to live a divine life, united with Jesus Christ, your Maker. You were born to live in unity with the Lord, not in unity with the world. You were born to know the truth of heaven, not the truth of the world. And the Lord wants you to know, you know, Jesus gave us our memory. Jesus, he gave you your memory so you could remember the acts of Jesus Christ. So you could remember the acts of what, how Jesus loved you and what he did on the cross. Jesus did not give you your memory so that we could rethink our pain and our struggle. Jesus gave us our memory and our intellect so we can meditate upon him. Father, pour out this revelation because as we understand why we have our faculties and we can overcome our nature not to reflect on ourselves but to reflect on what you did for us. We walk into love, eternal realm and freedom. And the last thing that God's been ministering to me lately about is, you know, all there is in the world is the present moment in the now. The future is, is not real and the past is gone. So in two weeks, the only moment will be the present moment for you. In two years it will be only the present moment. So upon having the grace to live with Jesus in the present, our mind wants to take us back to the past or into the future. But Jesus is right here with you right now and every second of his life he is with you and he wants to live in union with you and he wants you to reflect and live with him. He wants you, Jesus wants you to invite him in every activity you ever do. If you listen to the radio, ask Jesus to listen to the radio with me. If you're making food, say, Jesus, I want you to make this food with me because Jesus is always with you and he's always new.
1: Jesus, I surrender, take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender, take care of everything jesus i surrender take care of everything when i start feeling anxiety i go jesus i surrender take care of everything i need you i'll never forget once i was going to be preaching at the church and i felt so incompetent and when i pressed the button of the elevator i said jesus i surrender and at that moment, I got peace.
2: That was Christmas Day.
1: That was Christmas Day, yes. Hallelujah. Jesus, I surrender, take care of everything.
2: That was one of the greatest homilies I've ever heard Father preach, so So I'm reading now uh,
1: from the nineteenth chapter of uh, St. Luke. Then he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling things there. And he said, it is written. My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of robbers. Not into a place of a bingo hall, but a house of prayer. My house shall be a house of prayer. This church here at uh, St. John the Baptist is a house of prayer. People praying, people adoring the Lord Jesus Christ as sacrament. Oh yes, a house of prayer. We're not selling uh, anything so that then people would buy things. But we are a house of prayer. And you know this Jesus uh, throwing over the money changers' tables, it really put the nail in his coffin. This was the last thing that they were going to endure, that Jesus called them a bunch of thieves, a bunch of people who have taken the house of God and made it into a place of livestock. How sad, how sad. My, my house shall be called a house of prayer. When we were at Holy Rosary, it was a house of prayer. People would come all the time for prayer. Not the people in the parish for the most part, some of them came but mostly people heard about Holy Rosary. I'll never forget the man who, I was in the car ready to go out for dinner and he knocked on my window and he said, can you pray for me? I have cancer of the colon. I opened the window and I prayed for him. Do you know that he was healed with doctors and with prayer? This is real stuff. Jesus, I surrender. Take care of everything. Take care of everything. Everything, Lord, because you're worthy. I'm just I'm just a little person, Lord, in a big body. Take care of everything, Lord. That's what I ask you to do. Because without you, Lord, I am L O S T. I am lost. I decide, Lord, that I want to become a house of prayer in myself that I become a house of prayer in myself Jesus I surrender take care of everything we want to invite you to Wednesday evenings at uh, our charismatic prayer group it's at seven o'clock at St. John the Baptist in Quincy Massachusetts so put that down and just come and worship with us and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I surrender. Take care of everything. God bless you.